Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Benoit Turner. Welcome back, everyone, to 2020. <laughs> I mean, you know, 22. Josh... Oh, yes, 22. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's so many people typing out as 2021. I've seen a couple of 2012s doing the rounds as well. And Mr. Josh Brown. Hello, man. Like, he's right. It's 2022. You know what I mean? Like, it's 2020. <laughs> The sequel, the like second sequel. 10-2 or 13-2, yeah. just part two yeah. of whatever energy we left can't, off in. I can't wait till we do that final boss raid and we all team up to fight Omicron <laughs> by the Dark Lord itself. <laughs> How long until that actually manifests as a raid boss? Just something with an unknown face and a lot of tendrils keeps coming back. But anyway, it is the start of a new year. We thought we'd gather together all the most anticipated games of the year. And there's actually a lot more than you might think. I remember thinking last year that a lot of different things were getting scheduled for February and March. Um, but once you actually start running everything down, and we've got three each that we want to spotlight and we'll break down and um, but once you start breaking down everything that's potentially coming unless things like right now before things get delayed and you know the gaming industry does a gaming industry right now there's a fair whack of stuff so um, i'm going to read everything out and then we'll uh, spotlight some stuff after that so the full list starting with goldeneye 007 something that seems to be yes. coming out on Xbox oh, uh, Live Arcade, <laughs> there's something that was leaked, um, sorry, that was in production across the 2000s, then it got cancelled because all the stuff with Rare and Microsoft and whatever else. Um, that game's achievement list is now leaked, so it seems like a full-on um, original 007, not the Daniel Craig one, remake is coming to Xbox uh, very, very soon. Might be out by the time you hear this, you never know. Um, everything else, though, is Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, God of War Ragnarok, Gotham Knights, Splatoon 3, Bayonetta 3, Horizon Forbidden West, Sifu, Starfield, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, Ghostwire Tokyo, The Callisto Protocol, Elden Ring, Lord of the Rings Golem, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Dead Space, Midnight Fight Express, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Gran Turismo 7, Sonic Frontiers, Forspoken, and Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Give me your immediate thoughts, both of you at the same time. That's all we know of, man. (laughs) Sorry, we're so excited we're talking over each other. Mm. Like that's my my thing is like that's what we know of right now. That's not with games to come, you know. That's as well. That's without mentioning that new sort of uh, apparently a Splinter Cell meets Metal Gear Solid first party Sony thing. Um, which leaked, I think it was over the weekend, um, that they apparently have in production, a PlayStation first-party stealth game, which is described yeah. as Splinter Cell meets Metal Gear Solid. So if, if, if that's Hideo Kojima doing a Hideo Kojima, which is literally <laughs> why they got him in the first place, then maybe yeah. that's what that's going to be. Um, but in terms of specific things to spotlight, and that is a hell of a list to uh, get through, no doubt we'll be returning to a bunch of these different games um, across the next few months and the rest of the year. Um, yeah, we'll start with Dead Space, because that was the thing that I think none of us realized was is actually pegged for 2022. And then, uh, Josh, this is one of your picks. You sent us a link, me and Benroy, saying, no, according to the developers, um, they think that's coming before the end of the year. 
Yes, I mean, it wouldn't be a, a what culture <clears throat> bit of content if we didn't have a little insider <laughs> thing from your friend of mine, Jeff Grubb, the mm-hmm. old the old leak farmer himself, who yeah made a report last year about it, uh, aiming for the end of 2022, but obviously yeah, haven't officially confirmed that. Let's mm-hmm. hope you know it, it drops this year because I'm so looking forward to this game, mm-hmm. Dead Space like one of my favorite series of all time it's like i love survival horror games and the idea of them going back to the first game and kind of you know redoing it for next gen systems the fact that it's next gen only excites me so much like that is just it's what i want and yes you can look at me and you can say josh it's a reboot of a video game without the original creators and that (laughs) obviously does suck but i'm I'm a mark for dead space man is all i can say Mm. like i can't help that my body reacts in this way Pop in for Dead Space. Do you, I mean, do, I guess, yeah. Benroy, do you think they'll be able to nail it in first person? That throws me right off. Wait, first it's in first person. person? Isn't it in first huh? person? I thought it was, I they said it was in so. first person because it was all from, alien isolation comparison. From that, from the short little bit they showed us, I'm pretty sure it's going to be third. Let's live Google it while I ramble <laughs> and ramble on in the words of Led <clears> But yeah, if it was first person, I wouldn't be as excited, I don't think, because <laughs> I would want that remake, that game remade in third. But, mm. um, that game is one of the game, few games to scare me so hard that I didn't actually finish it around the original time and sort of like wimped out of your will and like <laughs> gave the game to my friend. That, you can just have this. You can play this. <laughs> I'm not ready for this. And we fast forward to Dead Space 2 and then I managed to be that and God behold, played three all the way through. But I'm I'm just happy that survival horror, as loose as some of these games might be these days, mm-hmm. the genre is... Is, is coming back to the surface somewhat. And, and the thing is, man. Googling this Dead Space thing, it seems that they haven't confirmed or officially confirmed whether it's first or third person, unless I'm missing something in the five seconds of Googling I just did. But it seems <laughs> like it could be either. Um, but I, I, something around when it got announced was circling the idea of it being in first person. If they stick to third, I would personally prefer that, um, just because of the whole you know, the way that they did the UI and the originals. I think that was very game-changing, medium-changing. And I feel like so many other companies should have taken that and ran with it. The whole, you yeah. know, your health bar is part of the suit and you're bringing up the inventory in real time in front of you uh, on a hologram and stuff but yeah what do you guys i mean i guess josh like what do you want to see from it other than just trying to remind you of the original dead space um i just kind of wanted to double down on the, the survival horror aspects like the setting of the first dead space being on that ship is so mm. memorable like i've only played the first one once back when it came out really? in 2008 or yeah. whenever because it made such an impression on me that i almost didn't need to play it again if that makes sense like i played dead space 2 over and over and i even played dead space 3 1.5 times um, for whatever Can I quote Alan Partridge? Can I shock you? I've never played Dead Space 2. <laughs> so I'm just... I know! Oh, that's, one, I that's know. the best one. That's the I know. best one. It's the best one, friend. I played it Dead Space that. 1, and it was, and I, I thought it was atmospherically and aesthetically gorgeous, but I really thought it was really boring in terms of what you would do, and it was just go here, check, run over here. When you go back through it, you'll totally notice the mission design being terrible. Mm, oh, he... Um, uh, I don't know. Finger. I don't know, maybe. The thing with Dead Space 2 is that it brought a level of mechanical complexity that was only hinted at in the first game. Like, mm-hmm. the ability to flow between your regular weapon combat and your telekinesis combat, like, they just nailed it in the second game. So I kind of want them to implement that in the first, where it was a little bit more clumsy, it was a little bit clunkier. And if they managed to kind of mess the finesse of the second game with the atmosphere of the first game, I just think they could do a really good job, you know, maybe build upon areas of the first 
first game, you know, increase the atmosphere through like the lighting, through the shadows on the ship, through the monsters that you see. I think as long as they stick true to the heart of the original, which was this kind of next step for survival horror games at the time, like I think they um, are on to a winner because I just want that kind of survival horror to come back. And I know when this comes out, I'm going to end up in a phase because I love a phase. And I'm going to get the Evil Within 2 again, and I'm going to play through some Resident Evil, and I'm going to play Dead Space, and I'm going to look forward to that even, time. Yeah, you play through the original Dead Space trilogy, I guess. Maybe dig out that weird comic booky one that they did. There was like a oh, yeah. mobile thing, Dead Space Ignition. Like, on the Wii, they did a few, a few light games on the Wii as well, yeah. where you were going through, and um, that's right. there was an interactive comic that came with something, and that's also very hard to, hard to get hold of now. And then there's two movies... The first one's better than the <laughs> second one, I believe. But we should all not do anything to do. You played Death Space 2 because it got upgraded <laughs> 60 frames with the Phil Spencer rub up really? on the Xbox. Yeah, it got the, um, <laughs> the two and Phil three Spencer got the rub. They got the, the Phil Spencer rub and Death Space 1 didn't. For some, uh, just not technically possible. They can't get Death Space 1 <laughs> to 60 frames. You've got on, to move um, the connect for that to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, it, the idea of Death Space is exciting as well because mm. not only was it a game but they were like yo multimedia what about books and as i said like all these comics and films and uh it was ambitious and some of that actually worked and the mm. idea of the idea of everything in death space was terrifying and i they set out to make one of the scariest games out there and i believe it is up there as just simply terrifying and mm. one that as i said earlier i just couldn't get through at the time i hope this i hope they double down on the like the feel of the original game because i know like, two is almost like a branching point it's like the aliens to the alien of that franchise i've played the very beginning of dead space 2 and um, when you come out of the room you're in the surgery thing you're trying to survival whatever and um, but i feel like that's the pivot point and then three was like all out action and then it just kind of ruined the, the reputation of the franchise but they have such a definable thing to go back to if they decide to bank on the original one again and um, we should quickly touch on the fact that glenn schofield the creator of dead space isn't doesn't have anything to do with the project and um, he's instead heading up the callisto protocol which is the uh, i guess it's going to be his version of dead space or whatever the next step is for what he wants to do and his team um but that thing is also tied into the PUBG averse where it's yes. like the it's set in the distant future of PUBG or something and it's all going to tie into that so um benro you're the biggest PUBGsman man that we have on staff do you have any thoughts Hello. on the, the shared universe of uh PUBG? I, I like the idea of it as long as it's not in the PUBG engine because i don't mm. want to play anything else in that engine apart from PUBG man <laughs> like i said like it needs to be something fresh and i i i have um confidence that it will be but mm. i like the idea of this evil corporation lasting that long and starting from i know we throw a bunch of people on this eastern european island or yeah, i think it's off the coast somewhere like that but and then just switch them to like now nah, we got some sort of like space station or a planet and we're just making <laughs> goblin monsters that eat you sort of thing like See, basically I... I i i'm caught I am not confident. I'd say I'm keen on this Curious. one. Yes. yes. I think, because I, 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 I've heard, this is such a tangent, but I've heard vague things about PUBG law. Uh, Josh, can you summarize PUBG law, what you know about it right I now? don't, I, I didn't, I didn't know it had a law, to be honest. They brought didn't a law out, they, they plugged one. one in. Didn't know this. I don't know anything about the PUBG law, to be honest. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Scott when uh, Benroy mentioned they it was may... an evil corporation, that's the first I've heard of that. You know, you know, um, uh, they used to do, is it fact or fiction, that mm -hmm. show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they. What's his name? The presenter who was also. Well, I'm Star thinking Trek? of the one that's on Loudwire, which is like a, a metal rock version, which won't be the one. That, that man who was on Star Trek, everyone mm -hmm. like who was number two to Picard. 
he they got him in to record this fake Jonathan documentary Frakes, about not. the PUBG universe, and they put out this like documentary thing, and then they added more stuff into the maps, yeah. underground rooms, uh, secret like poster things and lore you can find. And like half the time, I didn't care because I just wanted to shoot people. But the stuff they did do was caring in a, in a weird way, and that's actually high quality, especially the videos they did. That's the thing. Yeah, such a massive fan base to do stuff with. Like this is yeah. one of the best ways to do it. I, I mean. You, you can't go down the route of here's Spider-Man because that's already happened in the other big <laughs> Battle Royale game. So, hey, look, if Spider-Man's at the heart of the island, that would get me back on PUBG. So if they want to, <laughs> they want to do that. Uh, ben, while your first pick was Dying Light 2 Stay Human, which I forgot is coming at the very beginning of February. So that's actually running yes. in the next few weeks. I just wanted to add a special, a special sort of like other game that I'm super looking forward to getting into this year. Quickly, quickly. Mm. Uh, it's called um, Silent Hill, the HD Collection. <laughs> On um, PS3, no one can see. He's got a PS3 not... case with him. That's that's yeah. the dedication. It arrived. It arrived today. Um, is that and the one I'm where they took the to... fog out, so it'll just be that is that's the thing. Xbox version that actually ah. has all the less fog and comic sands for some reason. But um, <laughs> jokes aside, I'll be wasting my month on that until actual video games return. Mm -hmm. uh, Dying Light is one that I'm really looking forward to, but also probably won't get into until after the month of February because no. that's going to be dominated for me by, I feel like, Elden Ring and Horizon. But there's mm. something about Dying Light where this studio that was behind, like, uh, Dying, not Dying, I'm Dead Island, and was working with their publisher at the time, mm -hmm. realised, hey, we can just do this ourselves and we've got the coins stacked up, so let's just do it. And then mm. they made Dying Light. And it was just a weird, I don't know if sleeper hits the term because it's still, it banked and it's one of the biggest, um, it's got one of the biggest online communities still to this day online. Like it's got a crazy amount of people that are still always jumping in there. And they've done what um, the developers of Shovel Knight have done where they annoyingly just kept putting out DLC after DLC and you kind of want the new <laughs> game by now. Yes. Um, I feel the pain there for the people that love uh, Shovel Knight, but with this oh, one no, it's as a, as a massive Shovel Knight fan everything they've put out is incredible but i know what you mean they probably yeah. could have done a sequel yeah yeah you, you could have like <laughs> almost had a bit of both sort of thing but like with dying like two like i feel like they're just going to take uh what open world energy is out there and rekindle my love for open world and the way they instigated the um the combat they manipulated that from dead island and they mm. put the parkour in there and made it fun and listening to developers talk about that game whenever they've added something it's like how do we just make this more fun and it's always <laughs> that's all i've ever heard them saying it's such a difference from all the other big triple a models was like getting the whip on it Another Call of Duty, <laughs> sort of like that. Well, the thing and, is, like, the whole yeah. development of it has been insane. I forget the name of the guy yeah. who's their lead creative director, but until the end of last year, that project <clears throat> seemed like it was on fire. And then we did a video on games that have likely been cancelled or whatever. It was something that I put together. And then the, the day that that went live, there was an update from them going like, it's coming out next year. And then, oh, it was coming out last year, then it got delayed until this year. Because they, they had stories with the, the writer, but not actually with the team. Because mm -hmm. the writer was embroiled of other stuff online, and so they kind of had to distance themselves from that. And I think that mm -hmm. also delayed the that was one of the major delays. And then they were set to come out in December, like on the, basically on the lap of Master Chief. And you're like, just don't do that, just get out of it. <laughs> then they moved again, and Elden Ring was like, hey, how about if we um come on, come and come and come over for a cup of tea? The water's and then that's yeah. So February stacked. I probably won't get to downlight straight away, but I'm mm. into another sort of like uh and the co-op is great as well like getting the 
a bunch of friends around and just run around killing some zombies and parkouring and avo- avoiding the big Brock Lesnar type zombies. There's always a laugh. <laughs> the thing that they've shown so far, I think every time they show gameplay, it looks incredible. The thing I'm curious about is how much uh, those animations are dynamic and in the moment versus uh, scripted. Like, are all those chase sequences and escape sequences, are they following a certain um, you know script or, or is it more dynamic? And how many of those different escape sequences and whatever can you just trigger by running through the city? Because um, I think that stuff looks incredible. But yeah, I'm curious what that final project or product is considering the insane development and it's been seven years like dying light was 2014 or something or 2014 yeah. yeah it was it's like a, a ps launch title almost ps4 launch title at that point yeah like one of the most recommendable early generation games it just that feels like forever ago but um so the thing i'm going to spotlight uh, super quickly is sifu uh, which is just slow claps next game i mentioned this when we did the chatty face version of uh, <clears throat> this uh, topic um, but everything that they've shown for that game, it recently got, it was over the Christmas break, it got a hands-on um, gameplay thing that got shared around a bunch of different people who got to play it. And it just looks incredible. It just looks like, you know, every other martial arts-based action game that you could want. And I love a nice, tight martial arts action focus that lets me inter- interact with the environment. Let me do really cool finishes. Let me send dudes flying through pl- uh, panes of glass and everything else. And it seems like it does have a really cool difficulty curve to it as well. Um, and a really, like, unique system with the, the death. Like, when you die in it, you get older. Um, and there's a whole mathematical equation to how many years get added onto you based on how many times you've died. It's like a whole multiplier thing. Um, so you'll always get back up on the spot. Um, eventually, you'll be a really old man, but you're like an old master of Kung Fu or whatever. Um, but if you keep dying, I think eventually you have to do the whole game again or something. But it seems that they're building up this whole idea of um, embracing the idea of a martial art being something that you learn over your entire life. Um, and then ma- mapping that onto the character and everything. But it's just the action for me. I think the action looks incredible. Um, and I'm looking forward to that a lot. There's not that much out for it other than a bit of gameplay. Um, are either of you bobbed about Seafood? Did either of you play a bit of Absolver or not? I didn't play any of Absolver, but I Can't like everything it. that I've seen from Seafood for all of the reasons that you just said there, Scott. So I yes. won't um, echo them again. But yeah, I think it looks um, unreal. I'm really excited to play it. And as someone who is going to play Enter the Matrix and The Matrix Path of Neo this <laughs> month, <laughs> alongside watch the matrix oh. trilogy on 4k yeah uh, i think it's gonna be right in my street that's like the precursor to kick some well, just fools bots more in roundhouse kicks in games like where did martial arts go in games literally like there was a time it's an ancient time back from you know the likes of jackie chan stunt master jet lee's rise to honor sleeping dogs brought it back for a bit but you know dead to rights had it in when was the last time you could just deck a lad with a roundhouse kick that's not in most games and i miss it and so i'm looking forward to yeah. seeing a hell of a lot yeah, so Sifu is one. Maybe not. I was going to say, yeah, Sifu is one that uh, I'll be skeptical. And I'll be on the sidelines looking in, and I'll absorb <laughs> the radiation of you telling me that I must play it because it's going to probably be the game of the year. I will say there. it's my game of the year, and then I'll be more measured over <laughs> the rest of the year. But that initial yeah. time will be great. I'm looking forward to it, and I'll be yeah. in on the hype as well. But like, it's one I like the idea. The, the thing that draws me in the most is that death mechanic and the mm. idea of. Uh, I, w- I wish that would. In my dark, twisted way, there was a bit more like sort of stress on the character where they would like experience but going into more like death. And I say, it does, I don't just die and get up as a it's horrible mate, it's actually just this is a terrifying experience. <laughs> it's not like that, a bit of a darker twist, but I don't mind it being a bit lighter. Mm. I guess I am curious if there's more to it because the only way you unlock moves is by dying, it's in the screen that pops up when you die. So at some point, you're better off dying and banking the XP that you've got and unlocking more moves then you come back stronger. So it's like trying to balance that out. But I think also if you get into super old age, I think that does affect your uh, movement speed and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm curious about the way Sifu uh, comes 
together. It's one of the most original looking games uh, in terms of its design, like for the rest of the year. And uh, that and Midnight Fight Express are my two martial arts games that I can't wait for. Josh, your next pick is Starfield, a game that I yes. have zero faith in. And that's why I'm so excited for it, because <laughs> I don't think anybody really knows what it is. Mm. And Bethesda has so much to prove with this game that it's just inherently exciting for me. Like a lot of the games this year, we've barely even mentioned them because it almost feels like we know what they are. Like mm -hmm. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Zero Dawn are undoubtedly probably going to be amazing games, but we're not talking about them because it's kind of like we've played the other two mm -hmm. and we kind of know what it's going to be starfield might just play like fallout 4 it might just play like the elder scrolls skyrim but it's been so long since fallout 4 and i have to believe that with this new ip from this studio there has to be some ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thing more to it. And with it being um, an Xbox exclusive now, coming mm. right at the very end of the year after like seven years of development, if not more, including pre-production, um, it's just, even if it's a failure... I think it's going to be a fascinating failure, and I can't wait to um, see it with my own eyes. <laughs> I like the idea. Like, I want to. I want to believe. I want to believe in Bethesda. Like they've given me some of my best gaming memories of all time, mostly just through uh, Skyrim. But I want to believe that they can pull it together again because they deserve to be up there. Like they should be up there as one of the absolute top tier, bankable, believable developers. And yeah, that idea of like you know doing open world, open world, open galaxy style Bethesda RPG is great. Um, I just there's been so many misfires across the last few years, and they've changed 
so much as a, as a company. Um, but Todd Howard did say that them getting acquired by uh, Microsoft or Xbox or whatever changes a lot of the ways that they think about making games and it frees them up to, to sort of put quality first again or whatever it is. So I live in hope. I just, it's just Bethesda. Ben Roy, what do you reckon? <laughs> I, um, I'm also, this, this almost made my list because I, I liked Fallout 4. I'm going to say it right now. <laughs> I thought that was a fun Lord. experience. I'll go to say it's like it. a good game. There are a couple of glitches, but I like I, I just at the time I just wanted more Fallout and I got more Fallout. And I, I guess you you should expect more, Ben. Right? But how about I just wanted some more Fallout? And I kind of liked the buddy system and you'd have these more companions. The companions were much more of a part of that game and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But with Starfield, it's a totally it's the news i the first new ip they've had since forever pretty much and i with along with the phil rub i feel like phil sorting out uh, todd in such a way i'm not gonna say rubbing todd because that's now just then we have to put an age gate on this podcast yeah but i feel like this if it's going to be bad i feel like they'll get just give them another like bunch of money just better take the time because i feel like if you can do that halo uh which was in in the toilet for a while and somehow managed to stumble over the land that's actually quite good i feel like microsoft aren't going to want any of their games coming out crap and i feel like that's the same sort of way with sony like their games don't come out uh terrible do they and like even with nintendo like you you get like uh how long i feel like was metroid dread in development for ages or was that just me imagining that as well there was an idea for it back in the 2000s and i forget the name of the guy who uh, is the the metroid creator but he said that the idea he had he couldn't do with the current technology so they delayed it and then eventually it came back around this much later i don't think it'd be a cyberpunk because i feel like Mm -hmm. first party games are integral to the brand and this is going to be uh, and unless they did the thing was like it's because they do do early access stuff on Game Pass sometimes they could do a light launch there because they're not selling mm. this game that it's going to be Game Pass isn't it so yeah, they yeah. will be selling it but it will mainly be Game Pass I would imagine so that, so um, yeah I just I, I have faith I have yes. faith in this game and I want to go in another Bethesda world and at least enjoy it I, I mean if it's I mean, terrible I've... like Josh said it'll be spectacular you mentioning, you know, the Xbox brand side of it, that does give me faith. Because, I mean, what the hell was that conversation between the likes of Phil Spencer and the likes of Todd Howard just going like, so what have you been doing? Like, like how do we make sure that you don't do this again? Like, sort of like pointing to a, a, a PowerPoint of Fallout 76, just going like, can you not that and do something good? So I kind of wonder what those conversations are. But like you say, like yeah. it is going to represent the brand. It does need to be a, a, a high flyer. Um, I have more faith in that. Um, I mean, yeah, I sort of I have faith in, in that uh, covered together. And uh, Benroy, your next one down was Ghostwire Tokyo, a game that's finally coming out. I feel like we've been talking about that for years. I know nothing about this game. I thought it was going to be a horror <laughs> game back in the day. But then Pretty again, it's... Yeah, and i just so intrigued by what it is. It's... Um, I, I love Tango Gameworks. I love the two games they put out. And mm-hmm. uh, everyone loved... Um, I can't remember her name now who was on the stage and was oh, sort of like... Akumi Nakamura um, and like having the ether of Shinji Mikami around like I'm, I'm still not sure if he's invo- totally involved anymore mm-hmm. like he seems to be winding down himself but just them having a, another shot of making something new I, I guess the Evil Vin just didn't it, obviously it didn't move the needles they'd be doing an Evil Vin 3 mm-hmm. maybe we'll get that now that Game Pass is basically the delivery device of delivery device for Festa games maybe. but yeah I do I don't know what this game is I don't know if any of you have really have an idea. I just I've seen 
thought it was a horror game then we see that have a big reveal and it's a bit different and also i can't wait for the conversations around this because it's a playstation exclusive and it's actually a microsoft <laughs> title so i love well, i love the little needle in the side one more time yeah it's a, that's a that's a weird like hangover from that deal being made is that there are still like playstation exclusives that are, like you would almost actively like barely put the effort in because you might as well wait and do the proper xbox version or whatever it is if you're the one funding it but um josh what do you reckon you're a bigger evil within fan than i even though i love the first one yeah, I'm kind of uh, very similar to Benroy that when it was first announced, I was like, holy hell, this sounds really fun. Like, what's going on? And then mm. it kind of seemed like it was almost internally rebooted. We got the next trailer. And it was kind of a different game from what they almost originally said and not necessarily in a bad way, just like with Tango as a studio, like I'm a huge fan of the first two Evil Within games as well. Like Evil mm. Within 2 is genuinely one of my favorite survival horror games ever. I thought that thing was just such a step up, so polished. And for this new IP to kind of encounter a little bit of development help, that's tempered my expectations a little bit, but I'll still be there day one and incredibly intrigued as to what this thing actually is because mm -hmm. that studio had so much promise and I just wanted to fulfill it. I am, yeah, I'm very curious. I think it was the second trailer they put out that looked like there's a lot of, it was almost Devil May Cry style combat, but it was all in first person. They were, they were like juggling enemies and um, like hitting them like multiple combos and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that could work. I'm one of the five people who played, I think it's called Breakdown on the original Xbox, um, which you can now play on uh, Falcon's compatibility. But that was like a first person melee thing um, where you could do punches and kicks and slides and roundhouse kicks, funnily enough. And um, but that was all first person, and so I mean, go go play Breakdown. It's a it's a big old thing, and uh, maybe that'll give you an idea of what um, Ghostwire Tokyo is going to be like. But yeah, I like the idea of them trying something new, doing a full melee system in first person, if that is what it leans on. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, my next game, um, I'm just going to mention Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I love Kirby. I love Kirby more <laughs> than everything else that I wrote down. I don't even have a third pick. Um, but the uh, Kirby thing is the one that looks a bit like Last of Us' style aesthetic. It's an open-world Mario Odyssey-style Kirby game, um, which feels like the direction that Nintendo are taking these characters because they just did Bowser's Fury with Mario last year, which was the add-on uh, that came with uh, Super Mario World or 3D World. Um, and I love it. I absolutely love the idea of Kirby nicking people's abilities, and I think that that's kind of something that Odyssey was trying to do anyway. And I love the idea of just giving you a big old play space and letting you just be Kirby and go eat everything. I just think... You yeah, I think you've got, I think you've gone wrong, Scott, somewhere along mean? the Christmas break. The fact that you don't have a third pick and that you've gone for Kirby is the kind of home run shout. Well, the thing it's, is, it's Scott Telford, you're featured in the God of War documentary by Sony. <laughs> well, the thing talking is, about if I could hold up a screen grab of what I'm looking at right now, I did have God of War written down, but then Josh before was like, we don't need to talk about that. It's a forgotten conclusion. I was like, no, we don't. Too much I'll just jump past and then put more love into Kirby. So I did have God of War Ragnarok written down. Can you um, imagine if Kirby ate Kratos? I would oh, he's like, it's a little stripe on his head and everything, and he can hold big yeah. axes. I would love that. But um, yeah, the, the whole thing, if I touch on God of War Ragnarok, it is what Josh said. Um, we said this before we were recording, that God of War and Horizon are kind of just um, you know, known quantities. We sort of know what we're getting for both of them. The fact that they're on PS4 as well, for me at least, is boring as hell. I want a full-on next-gen version of those games, um, and I'm only going to be thinking of <laughs> the limitations put upon them because they weren't the developers weren't allowed to go full bore crazy with the new stuff. Um, but yeah, I am curious about God of War Ragnarok, but those things, Horizon and God of War, feel like done stories. It feels like you just don't need more of them, even though I will take more of Kratos and more of Atreus. Um, but Kirby, though, I think looks brilliant. And I just think the idea of an open world Kirby is awesome. Um, it's, it's, go on. 
it's mad that Kirby's open world and we're, the next Mario game is <coughs> probably going to be open world. Yeah. And I just couldn't imagine this like five years ago. And I, what what are they doing? Like, oh, what, what if he what if he inhales like a car and then you can drive him? Or if he inhales like a plane and you can fly him? If Kirby's he inhales a family, if he inhales a family of four, do they just live in him, or does, <laughs> does he become their house? Actually, in Kirby law, I don't think he's ever inhaled more than one person. Yoshi does he has. become the goo thing from inside? You know the. Oh, the, weird the waggly blob. arms out. Yeah. I wonder if these people are just going to become part of his soul and be possessed by him. Right? <laughs> like a sadistic ditto. There's a whole thing um, on YouTube by uh, Brian David Green, or Brian David Gilbert, sorry, who um, breaks down the law of Kirby, the fact that Nintendo have never clarified what is going on inside him. He's not an animal, he's not a person, he's just this weird black hole that just absorbs. It's a tech demo, isn't he? It was always made as a tech demo, and then yeah. that's like concepts from Kirby, and I think more... More recently, like the Yoshi games, the woolly ones, they, mm -hmm. they've helped come into the bigger games. So, yeah, well, I tell mean, you what, Kirby's... to bring it full circle, in Kirby's epic yarn, you can become a car. You can be a little yarn car <laughs> driving around. It's a gorgeous time. That, um, that, yeah. That's the you going, the, the thing doesn't hurt you. It just becomes you. It's fine. It just let, <laughs> let it absorb you. <laughs> it's whatever you need to be. Josh Brown, your last pick is Gotham Knights. It is. I mean, first off, I want to say Kirby can inhale my ass. Just can suddenly pull off any shirt he puts on when he's got a gorgeous head of hair. That's oh, it's thank perfect. you very much. You didn't that 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 gag did not deserve those compliments, but I'll happily take them. Uh Gotham Knights, man. Yeah, Wait, are I mean, you actually insulting Kirby on the day of our Lord, January 4th, 2020? I will have no further comment on what I did or did not I can't mean believe by that. that. That Can't comment there. And uh, what was the time about Gotham Knights? Yeah, I don't know. Go, go play Kirby's Dream Course. I, Wash your I, mouth I, out with I'm Kirby's gonna, Dream Course. I'm going to play the new Batman game. I'm going to play the new Batman. Hashtag Josh's Brown <laughs> 2020. Horrible. Carry on. <laughs> I, I don't know. Where, I don't even know where to go from here, to be honest. What does your guts um, uh, come up with when I say the words Gotham Knights? Um, big, sexy superhero game. Those Good. are the three, maybe even four words that come to mind because this thing was supposed to come out last year and then it was delayed and I don't know when it's coming out this year but it's definitely on track and I just think I want more from this universe because it's such a cool kind of um, superhero story that they come up with you know obviously the idea is that Batman is dead and the other Bat family is kind of um, attempting to mm. stop all these supervillains on the streets of Gotham and from what we saw with the gameplay that was revealed absolutely ages ago now I just thought the look of the city was so intoxicating and while a live service e sort of superhero game that's you know co-op might suck <laughs> like the worst thing ever yeah um i just I, I want it to be good i want to have some superhero fun and i want more from the bat verse in video games because it has mm. been too long since we last had anything worthwhile also a game with roundhouse kicks like if we're just, also uh, I'm, that's gonna be my kicks? new you know when it was year of the bow back when crisis 3 came out and everything had a bow in it i just i'm gonna class this as year of the roundhouse kick maybe this is the return yeah. of kicks in general uh mr benroy do you believe in gotham knights uh no um actually i it's look I'm going to say something real here. I still have not played the Batman <laughs> games, all right? Okay, okay. Look, I'll play Dead I... Space 2 if you play the Arkham Trilogy. Or at least Arkham Trilogy? Asylum. Just, no, no, sorry. Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Just Arkham Asylum. I, I have a sealed copy of that on 360 over there. Uh -huh. but isn't it like it doesn't have the upgrade now i was waiting for the remaster i was waiting for them to do the uh, here's the remaster here's a properly nicer version and it still hasn't come 
It's I not, am I mean, confident. You can get the, the touched up one. They did they did do a remaster. It's just not like an overhauled one. I want the full Josh Brown experience of the arse <laughs> being sucked before I get in there. But um, yeah, I it, it's one I'll have a look. I'll sit on the sidelines and look at. But okay. if I was to pick one of the two Warner Brother co-op game things, it'll be the Suicide Squad to uh, kill the Justice Ooh, League. Uh, I want to be the nommy nom shark boy after that film blew me away and became one of my favorite films of last year. And unlock 50 different pairs of shorts that you can put on. And get doing the, attacked the by little gooey, like Kirby-esque, uh, cute <laughs> things in the water. If only. Um, Benroy, you should take this podcast home with your recommendation in terms of what to watch of Stalker 2. Yeah, I mean, Stalker 2, the, um, this is the third edition announced now, the one that doesn't have NFTs again. Uh, <laughs> I'm, look, I, I'm looking forward to it. Still, That'll be I mean, a designation I'm... that will dominate 2022. It's the one that doesn't have NFTs. Uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> after going back through Metro 2033 and Last Light, I'm very much in this, um, in December, I'm very much in this, uh, give me some more post-apocalyptic uh, nuclear Russian escalation. I know Chernobyl is in Ukraine. Don't tap me there. I've been there. You've not. So let me carry on. You tell them. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I also want to go back around Chernobyl because it's been a few years but this time I don't want to pick up any of the Ronkins this time and also playing Chernobyl Light recently I'm sort of prepping myself for the, for the final experience and hopefully by the time <clears throat> this game comes out I'm talking just around the game not actually about mm. the game uh Metro 4 like um perks his head up and I'm like oh Metro 4 oh just going then, from radioactive thing to radioactive thing yeah but no um, I I love these sort of like crawling around nuclear wasteland games and i think fallout helps a lot of that i love the i love it when it gets even more depressing as hell like i'm sorry just the fiction i enjoy i don't like take take vault boy out and shoot take me under the shed and shoot him and give me some sad <laughs> give me a few sad russians any day because i want to live in that world for a bit but then be able to leave it because i love me some stalker one you stalker one you need you need about 74 mods for it to actually run all right, right. so Stalker 2 going forward into this new world and being available on Game Pass day one. You can't go wrong there. Well, this is it, lads. Oh, we've said, we like, the, of the games we've mentioned, a lot of them are either coming to Game Pass day one or they're just outright Xbox exclusives. Ooh. So that's kind of interesting in a year that has God of War on Horizon and Gran Turismo. Do you think... Stalker's Sony... a year exclusive, I think, as well. Sound like that. Yeah, so. but do you, do you think Sony will launch Spartacus with God of War Ragnarok? Because there's all that stuff in, in the works of them doing a Game Pass alternative. Oh, I don't think I don't. so. Just because I feel like they have put too much focus on first-party game sales. <laughs> I think it might be one mm. of the first games, like first PS5 exclusives that comes to it. But they're going to make so much money off that game. And I don't think they're quite willing to walk away from that money yet to build a platform. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have no. made it a PlayStation 5 exclusive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like if they didn't want to make this thing sell for 70 quid a go, like they'd have made it a PS5 exclusive and then pushed thing. it. Yeah. I'm going to say no, because they're charging £10 for the Uncharted upgrade. So <laughs> yeah. if, they're just, if they're doing all that bollocks, then they're not going to be giving away their biggest thing this year if it comes Sony's out this like, year whole where mr moneybags playstation 3 era energy coming back is uh has not gone down well like i feel like not a single one of their 70 pound titles have 
you know, become a, a really high seller for multiple weeks. You've got that initial spike and then that's about it. Like the Nintendo kind of have that approach entrenched in them. Uh, I, know, I, saw, I was on the Nintendo eStore, eShop, whatever you call it, for the uh, New Year sale. Rayman Legends, £30 on the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> Madness. Wow. But um, Although, just as a random thing. Some of those games fluctuate so much because like inside was like one pound eighty as well, mm. and I got I was like I'll just buy that just because it's one pound eighty. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> but these places down to about three pounds over the uh, Christmas. As and well. We we see this known quantity, whereas like uh, none of us are car people, or some of us like car games to an extent, but none of us oh, are yeah. like hardcore Grand Turismo. Are you? No, not hardcore. I'm I'm playing yeah, a lot yeah. of Forza Horizon. Wreckfest yeah. is the one you want. I played since Forza Horizon over the break. I did a race, so I played that game now. Um, All the way around those corners. Yeah, I was driving. I was a, I was a lorry. Um, but you? Horizon, yeah, you can. My my friend knocked all the cars. I was like a truck yeah. or something, a big truck. Okay. Uh, Horizon, like, as you said, they feel like known quantities. Whereas, like, say, I know the Last of Us Part Two was more Last of Us, but it was almost totally different to that first mm. one. And Tsushima came out so uh, close to that. They they felt like a new fresh year for Sony. I don't know what it is about Horizon that I'm just not sort of like chomping at the bit for this new one. Like I'll play it. I want to see what Alo is doing, but I'm not excited in any way. And God of War, like I, I, I could go on another half an hour about that bird animation. I'm so ang- I'm not angry by the way. That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> but the, um, the God of War stuff, like again, uh, I'm keen to get into it, but I'm not chomp. There's and in a sad way, Nothing this year so far. I think about maybe Blast Stalker Two. I'm chomping at right. the bit for maybe that that cat game Stray that we didn't mention. Like I'll play that. Yeah, but well, I mean, what about? Like, yeah. So I was just going to raise you. You say that, Ben Roy, but what about a game that we've forgotten about, tragically forgotten about, The Lord Ooh. of the Rings Golem? Like, are you not chopping at the bit for a <laughs> lot of Golem? Uh, I can't wait for the po- the potatoes simulator where we get to, to get some. I get angry at chips. <laughs> Why did no one make that a button mashing minigame back in the day? That was a massive missed opportunity to not cash in on that. Josh, though, I said, do you want to spot like that as one of your three? No, you said. That's not something I'm looking forward to the most. And here it is, ending our podcast. So maybe maybe Lord of the Rings Gollum is the one of the main three games you should be most anticipated for across 2022. But we'll see how those things roll out. Um, for now, though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Can you imagine being Gollum in VR? Yes, I can't get a little loincloth. Just look down. I'm yeah. Josh Brown. Who would beat in a fight, Kirby or Gollum? Kirby would eat his face. <laughs> Kirby would eat him. Gollum would like 28 days later him from the inside out for his eyes. And like, yeah. Kirby in a loincloth. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.